Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome, family. I hope you've had a wonderful week and you're looking forward to your weekend wherever you're in the world. I hope you're making progress. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. I'm continually blown away by the amount of emails and messages and likes that people are sending me from various parts of the world. So thank you first and foremost to to you for taking the time to send me a message to say, hey Nick, podcast, love it, really enjoy what you're saying, enjoy the people you've got coming on. So um, just wanted to start off by saying a big thank you back to you guys. And yes, we're up to 19,000. Yes, we're in a lot of various parts of the world. But at the end of the day, I don't really mind if I only had one person listening. Um, and that one person probably was my mother. But no, thank you very much. It means a great deal. So have you all been working hard this week? Have you been putting time aside for yourself? I hope so. Spring's definitely in the air, in the air over here in New Zealand. The plum trees are blossoming, the almond trees are blossoming, and it's it's starting to warm up a bit. It's been a really, well, it's been one of the best weeks I've had here at Rowd Career Coaching um, following my recent announcement. And, and those of you who missed it, I just want to quickly share a little bit about what that announcement was. Recently, I've been working with a guy in America. Uh, he's an executive coach. Um, but what it's meant is I'm the first executive coach in New Zealand to bring a wonderful tool uh, that's been developed by him, um, John Matone. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in more detail, probably on another podcast, but I just wanted to acknowledge and say thank you firstly to John for all his time and his um, efforts that he's put into me for this last wee while. Um, and the the work that I can continue to do with executives, it's, it's, it's bringing better clarity results and outcomes to those and those organizations. So I'm going to share a lot, lot more about that probably in another podcast. Um, but today I'm going to talk about a specific topic. Um, that's something very close to my heart, something I do every day, something that I'm living and breathing and, and I've really found my calling. It, it, it's coaching. And I know there's a, a variety of executive coaches around the world and, and variety of people that do coaching and are doing some wonderful jobs. But working with John recently and he's, so just some context of John. So he's the number one executive coach in the world and over probably 20, 30 years, he's developed a wonderful tool called Intelligent Leadership executive coaching um, or IL for short and I've already had a number of executives and organizations reach out to me this week and that's why it's been such a wonderful week to saying hey look be interested to see what you're doing and how this may be able to advantage or help myself or my organization um, and John's energy and passion I'm going to do my absolute utmost to try and get him on the podcast I've not even mentioned this to him I've not even emailed him or, or, or spoken to his his team and family but I, I just if I can get him on I don't care if I get up at two o'clock in the morning as I have been for, for the wee while working with him I just want him to kind of try and share a bit more about this specific tool and he's worked with the likes of the Steve Jobs and PepsiCo CEO and a number of different well number of leading CEOs around the world so he is the man but more on that later. Following last week, I think it was last week's podcast, I had on the CEO of Delmain Fine Foods, Jerry Lynch. Um, thanks again, Jerry. He and I talked a lot about leadership, his journey to from the UK to New Zealand, 
the journey through Mars, where he ended up being a managing director of Mars New Zealand, into the CEO role at Delmain Fine Foods. If you haven't listened, jump on online and or on my website or on iTunes. You can you can have a listen to what he and I discussed. And I got some really interesting emails back on wow, what a considered approach to your own journey. What a considered approach to um, taking knockbacks and developing and, and learning all, all the while. Um, and the work that Jerry's been doing with some with a variety of associations, including Mental, uh, Men- Mental Health Foundation and um, the Food Grocery uh, Association. He's been doing a lot of other things around health and safety. So if you haven't had a chance to listen, I'd, I really recommend having a listen to it. We've also had on the podcast, for those that may be new to the new to this welcome we've had uh, rob campbell we've had hannah mcqueen so rob campbell's uh, chairman of the year he sits on a number of uh, variety of organizations here in new zealand he's a really really great great guy and he's doing some wonderful things in the conversation he and i had i think it was on around balance and how you balance things out in your life and work even though he stepified or he, he specifies that he's the the least balanced person around i've had hannah mcqueen from enable me she was the ceo and uh, founder of enable me she's doing some wonderful things around helping new zealand get rid of debt get out of um, or pay down their mortgage and she's doing a lot of things now with the children and kids in school so have a listen to that one i've had the one and only robert hollis talking around marketing being a guru um social media how how he's gone around growing his empire and world domination but have a listen to that that's a fantastic off the wall podcast um i've had dion nash on dion is the founder of triumph and disaster it's a kiwi brand that he's taken globally and is, is doing some interesting stuff around the world um i had on the CEO of Hamilton City Council, Mr. Richard Briggs, and and he and I spoke a real long conversation. Actually, it's a, probably about an hour and twenty podcast, so you you do need some time to kind of in di- digest that one. But he gave some really insights into transitioning from one industry to another, but also from one discipline. He ended up being head of a senior finance person at Fonterra in New Zealand and he transitioned over to Hamilton City Council as their CFO and then into the CEO role. So those of you that are listening in the exec space that are looking to maybe take that step up from um, head of um, general management into that C-suite, have a listen to that because he shares some really good tips or tips around how he went about doing it and the people that he got around him to help and wonderful guy doing some really disrupting uh, local council and I got some wonderful feedback saying this guy's should be running for for minister but we'll leave that there for today um, so as I said you can find them all on iTunes you can subscribe free they'll always be free the Nick Rao podcast or on my website raudcareers.co.nz there's a podcast page you can just jump onto them and click into your heart's content and if you like it subscribe leave a review I really appreciate that um, and if you want to keep sending me messages, please do. So the topic today regarding you know, something that continues to help so many people around the world, it's so close to my heart. It's something I live and breathe every day. I'm so passionate and, and I, I get to meet some fantastic individuals and I get to work with some awesome individuals that are doing some great things from a coaching capacity. So um, I hope today's conversation, it's just me and you kids, but I hope it sparks thought and I hope it helps you understand a little bit more about what is coaching and in particular what is executive coaching there are so many ways there's so many styles there's so many options out there so many courses but I just thought with my 
time recently working with John and some other coaches around the world and understanding what he or she's are doing around, I just thought, well, let's just part some knowledge around what I'm doing or trying to do with my business that, that, that if, it's, if it's a help, great. If it's not, thank you for listening and, and have a wonderful day. So let's get into it, shall we? Um, executives don't invest in coaching, they invest in results. I think that's a really fair point. Executives don't invest in coaching, they invest in results. But but what is executive coaching and how does it really help an individual, albeit an organisation, to get those results? Well, sit back, relax, pull up a chair, grab yourself a warm drink, you're listening to the Nick Rao podcast, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be your host today. Executive coaching may be regarded differently by different people. I want to share you some thoughts on this topic and the results that executives are getting when they're working with myself here at Rao Career Coaching and other coaches around the world and again there's some fantastic coaches doing their own thing and I'll come on to a a little bit more around finding a coach or what to look for in a coach but to some people in the world the whole concept of coaching may vary it and I want to let's take you all back to being at school in the gymnasium who remembers standing in the school hall with your green flash, white puma sole trainers on and some guy or girl barking orders at you. Do you all remember that? So that was that was a coach and that resonated well with me. Someone shouting at me, do this, do that, do this, do that. I'm bored already. But anyway, to others it may carry thoughts of remediation. To, other, to others it may carry thoughts of being told what to do. You do this, this will happen. To others it may carry thoughts of feeling weak. But to me, coaching first and foremost is a partnership built on trust. I I believe 100% that that partnership has to be solid at the start. Yes, it's going to develop. But if there's no trust at the start, if there's no ability to agree on what that trust looks like, very quickly coaching will fall down. Executive coaching is assisting senior executives, leaders, managers and high potential individuals to perform learn, stay really healthy and balanced and effectively guide their teams to successfully reach goals and exceed those individuals and corporate expectations. I'm still blown away with the amount of people that you see around the world that bring in a coach, use a coach, and it just goes into another stratosphere. But again, enabling leaders to really unlock and unleash their full potential. I love that saying, unlock and unleash their full potential. How many of us here on Friday are truly unlocking and unleashing your own full potential if you're not reach out find find somebody anywhere in the world that's going to help you because it it will make huge differences to your complete well-being when an executive decides on executive coaching for themselves or perhaps the board of directors have recommended them in the sense of positivity is very common around those executives And what this is telling me is that the board believes in you, first and foremost. They believe in you. They also believe your ability to do great things. They're willing to invest in executive coaching for you so you can fulfil your true potential. And we, therefore, as an organisation, can enjoy those benefits. Just think about that. A board of directors is wanting to invest in you. That's, That's huge. And I think wrap your arms up. Don't don't be sceptical, don't be worried, don't be scared about it. It's not, as I say, it's not a sign of weakness, but it's a very much a sign of you can work with somebody in confidence away from the work environment and have an unemotional review point of that. But we'll come on to that a bit later. 
So as I said, it's it's not a sign of weakness. If you put it another way, look at look at all top athletes around the world. They typically have a number of coaches that work with them on specific areas. Who doesn't know a, a famous sports star that turns around and said, oh, I'd like to fa- thank my coach for X, Y, or Z, what he or she did for me. Those athletes want only to be the very, very best at what they do. The top, the, the, the premio. Exactly the same for you as an executive when you decide on executive coaching. You want the very best you want to be the very best at what you do. And let's face it, you, none of us can do it all on our own, can we? Um, like many things in life, executive coaching, it's not cheap. And nor should it be because you're, you're paying for a professional service. It's not one single organization that, that going to invest in, in their top executives, leaders and managers or high potential individuals for a person they don't believe in. They're not going to pay if they think you're not the right person. They're not going to pay and invest in you if they want to get rid of you in a year or so. So again, the company that wants you to have an executive coach, you can take it as a huge vote of confidence and they want you there for the long term. They want you around, they want you in the business and they want you to really shape that business. So let's get into it a little bit more. And I hope the topic of executive coaching is is making a little bit more sense already. It can be really scary or risky for an organization to bring in an external coach. An executive coach is expected to be unbiased. He or she have no judgment or favoritism. That level of honesty can sometimes create sensitivities around around the boardroom, around the executive team. Who's this guy? Who's this girl sitting in the room with us? They're not part of the team. What what are they doing? And and the kind of inner voice starts. But again, there's ways that I work through and others work through just to alleviate any concerns that might be. Um, but again, the positivity of the business hiring in a coach for the business or for you recognizes that there is some positive change and positive outcomes that can happen. So what's the difference between coaching and mentoring? We all get it asked a lot oh, you must be a mentor, you must be a coach, you must be a life coach. I'm not going to talk about life coaching. That's not something I, I'm, I'm aware of or know. So I want to kind of share some thoughts around what's the difference between coaching and mentoring. While there are similarities, a coach and a mentor do tif- different things and have different motivations and end goals. In some cases, mentoring can really help an individual to shape professional values and beliefs. Typically, a mentor will come from someone in the industry or same organization who's been there, in my way, who's been there, seen it, done it. Someone who you can look to who's got that skill and knowledge. I remember back in CA when I started in a chartered accountancy firm, when I joined, they assigned me, the partners assigned me with a a buddy or a mentor and, and he or she was there to really help me, support me, guide me. And I could ask silly questions, understand what, what, how, why and when, um, but a coach helps an individual to improve. What a coach does, in my view, and many many people may have a view on this, and I'm sure I'm going to get hammered with emails, but that's great, good or bad. But a coach helps an individual to improve, first and foremost. Improve self-awareness, set goals, work towards them, and improve specific aspects of his or her performance, ultimately to get results. Same as that sports star, same as that high-level sports person, they invest in a coach to get results, same as you do as an executive. I want to explain here what a mentoring relationship can look like. Again, just a view. Relationships is generally an ongoing relationship that may last for many years or even a lifetime. 
It can involve informal parting of information when the person being mentored needs that support, guidance or advice. Again, over my lifetime, I've typically gone to just two mentors. Thank you, guys. You know who you are. I know you're listening somewhere around the world. Um, I hope you and the family are keeping well. Anyway, and I'll email you later, I promise. Um, So, yeah, I've I've gone to two such mentors, and they've just been an absolute rock star for me. Um, Mentors are often more experienced compared to the mentee, and the focus of the mentoring is development of the mentee's careers and personal developments were the topics largely set by the mentee. And if we shift that to coaching relationships, coaching relationships differ. Differ in that they usually have a set starting point and a finishing point. In my business, I'm really clear when I work with somebody, it could be for six or nine months, it could be for a shorter window, for, but for executive coaching, typically six to nine months. First and foremost, let's agree where the start point is. Let's, let's agree a few things. And ultimately, I want confidentiality first and foremost that's got to be agreed upon the coaching agreement is then drawn up that coaching agreement really outlines what he or she is is in the room for and what we're going to be going through from a process point of view meetings are very structured with myself and the focus between the client and 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 say a coach the focus is specifically on developmental or leadership issues but all the while trying to move things forward there's no point having meetings for the sake of meetings if we're not moving things forward and me at my view as a coach is that's my job I want you to be there for first and foremost because you want to be there but I also want you to progress forwards coaches um, coaches can be hired in by an individual or as I said by an organization but they're always they always need to be an element of trust so recently an organization hired me in and, and they said look, I want you to work with a few general managers and I said look that's great thank you so much I, I'm so honored to firstly work with work with you as an organization but my my rules of engagement are what i and the the execs sit down and talk with stays between them and i and if they're willing to then talk to you as a board about what's going on absolutely fine but i i just feel there has to be an element of trust there otherwise again without trust things break down and again people aren't progressing forwards and and not seeing the results that he or she should choose to see when a coach is brought in from outside the organisation, again, it's really important that the coach gets to meet various stakeholders and, and even carry out some 360 reviews in order to bring the very best from the executive who's being coached. What that means is if there is a particular issue that we're working on, let's get some other people in the room. Let's do some 360 reviews. Let's see at the start where he or she is at. What are they seeing in you as a leader, as an executive? We can then go away park those 360 reviews, go through some work, go through some processes, go through some, some tools. And then towards the end of the assignment, we can then come back, ask those same questions of those executives or those other stakeholders and just see where they are, see what they've seen in you. Have you moved forward? Have you progressed? What's the change that they've noticed in you? Again, all done in confidence, but again, a really wonderful way of you, the executives, understanding what others see in you and areas that you may want to look at, your strengths, your improvements, your gifts, whatever you want to call it. Um, Let's not rush coaching. There's so much rushing going on. Every day people are rushing to get things done. But I, I truly believe that coaching can't be rushed. Plan things out. Agree what's going to happen. Be really honest and up, up front with each other. I, I re- When you look at the different age groups and... 
I was reading recently, you know, if you if you look, think about somebody who's a 30, 35 year old CEO who's successfully reached the executive seat of his or her um, chosen field. They're going to have different coaching needs than say a 60 year old who's been in that industry since since birth. Sometimes that younger leader needs more nurturing, more directness, while the more mature leader is often very much aware of his or her deficiencies that need to be addressed. But again, not always the case. I've had the privilege of working with a variety of executives in, in my business and um, all the way up to say a 72-year-old down to a 38-year-old, I think, from a, from a senior exec point. And it's it, it does vary and, and no two days are ever the same and no two people are ever the same, but it's such a privilege to work with people and to really see them and help them and ignite that inner side of things, what's going on for them. It's such a, if I could bottle it and sell it out, I'd make millions, I'm sure, but that's not, that's not the point. Um, so yeah, looking at the different age groups, they're going to probably need different um conversations around things so as i say no two people are the same but again it's it's having that upfront conversation it's really laying things out from the start so who uses executive coaching i get a question i get this question asked a lot of me oh nick who who do you work with what organizations use your service that's tricky um yes i'm an executive coach i work in confidence with people and i have the pleasure of working with people but there's a there's a fine line between no names are ever mentioned, no organisations are mentioned from my business. I think etiquette's really, really important. Somebody who's seeking a coach doesn't necessarily want the world to know. Um, and again, that comes back to my values, my beliefs of who I am around confidentiality. So I thought rather than saying who uses or talking about who uses an executive coach, what I thought would be, who is it for? It's not for everyone, but we'll come on to that. But who is it for? Executives, I, I feel it, executives who want to get better results. That's who it's for. Executives who want to improve self-confidence. That's who it's for. Executives who want to gain better work-life balance. That's who it's for. Executives who want to become more effective as a leader. That's who it's for. Ultimately, what I feel is becoming the very best, most authentic version of yourself. That's really who coaching is for. For any organization to look looking to bring in a coach, it has to be the priority of the business. What I'm saying on that, I feel, is it's not a buzzword that everyone's just jumping on the bandwagon. It's it's a it's a serious investment from, from everyone's time, my time, your time, stakeholders' times. So you can't just say, yeah, let's do it because everyone else is doing it and shove it in the top drawer and bring it out next year. I think executive coaching should never be treated as, a, as an afterthought or the last resort. Let's plan this into your key leadership plan, your succession planning, your evaluation plan, whatever you want to call it. But bring coaching very much at the forefront of your decision making as a board and as a group. And it's it can be such a powerful tool for your organization if you get the right coach in. Try not to overuse coaching. As I said, mentoring is a lifelong relationship. Go hard, fill your boots, meet every week. But I, from a coaching point of view, just try not to overuse it. Use it as a specific or use coaching for specific times and for specific outcomes. 
Coaching is not a quick fix, solve any problem, sort him or her out. No, coaching can be remarkably powerful, as I said, but it can't do the impossible, or can it? I'm, I'm a big believer that it can. People ask me, and I'm sure fellow coaches around the world, and I, I put myself out there the last few months, and those that know me, I'm a very... I'm an introvert. I enjoy my own space, my own time, but I've really pushed myself out there to meet fellow coaches around the world and, and locally here in New Zealand. And there's some absolutely awesome guys and girls doing some great things. And it makes you realize how passionate people are, but also why they're doing it. Um, so I, I've put myself out there just to understand a bit more about um, what other coaches are doing, just to see what they're doing in their businesses and just to understand and also to share what I'm doing in mine. I think it's a it's a community that very engaged and they want to help each other but what are the benefits of executive coaching well here are some of the benefits i i'm fortunate to receive back from my clients post review or post post um, assignment results to the situation the light bulb moment to the situation i, I love that the light bulb moment you can see somebody sit with me and, and suddenly that light bulb goes on and he or she goes ah what you've just asked me there is right spot on nick thank you that's that light bulb moment increased self-awareness uh, results from greater empathy or emotional intelligence that they're more effective in their leadership approach or they've got a variety of tools that they can now use from a from a leadership approach point of view their flexibility thinking towards their own self and also the 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 others that they're close to that flexibility thinking towards themselves i like that and ultimately one of the most common things i get back from my my execs is becoming the best person I want to be, not what others want me to be. I want to repeat that because I think if I go right to the core of what coaching is to me, becoming the best person I want to be, not what others want me to be. And I think that is that that takes time. That's not a quick flick the switch and then we're in. And if if you're sitting there or listening to this podcast, thanks again for listening. But if you're sitting there going, "Hey, I'm doing this because everyone else is not doing coaching," but I'm 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 not just being who I want myself to be, then reach out, get in contact with me as well. I'd love to work with you and, and get to know how we can both get to that to that utopia. Look, every outcome or every outcome or benefit is so different, and there are there are just a few common themes. But the one I hear a great deal post working with me is becoming the best person I want to be not not somebody else and that's pure gold and if I can get more people to that state um, I'm going to be a happy little chappy but again no one size will fit all my coaching style may not fit you or your organization and we'll come on to that in a bit but just to finish on coaching benefits the specific improvements that a coaching client should expect as a result in his or her coaching journey will very much have to do with the initial goals that are set. In helping the client develop those goals, a really, really good executive coach will put plans in place and the tools to progress him or her forwards. So all the while, progress can be measured back to those goals. A bit like what I said earlier, get those stakeholders in the room, let's ask some silly, dumb questions, let's draw the line in the sand, let's go away, do some work, come back, let's measure those same questions and see whether where the person's moved. That's how we're measuring. That's how you're getting a return on your investment. As an example, let's, let's, let's talk about an exec. I'm not going to talk about individuals that I've worked with, but just as an example, he or she has got difficulty in communicating. 
the coach may interview a number of those people who work daily with that executive or at various levels of the organization to define exactly what is understood in communicating. What does good communicating look like? Help the client understand what does good communicating look like? How do we get better communication? And really what we're pulling in place there on that particular topic is is measurable tools, following up at the end of the agreement, as was said, at the end of the coaching process. Let's see and measure how those people have moved forward. There's no point doing things in life if, if we can't successfully see a return. And without identifying what it looks like at the start, without putting those measures in place, I think we're going to fall short. And we're potentially not going to see that change. Are you with me so far? Is it all making sense? I, I hope so. I know we're only 20 odd minutes into it, but I know I could talk at length about this, but I, I hope it's making sense. When an executive wants to work with me, they're not looking at the answers or the solution, rather they want the result. And we talked about sports stars. If we look at Tiger Woods, he's got a number of coaches. He wants to invest in a swing coach. He's not asking that swing coach to show him how to hold the, the, the club. He's not asking that swing coach to tell him what to do. What he's wanting is to get results in his swing. What he wants to do is be the very best at swinging that golf club that will bring him the awards and the recognition and be the top of the tree that he's always wanted to be. That's his professional want as an executive. There may be a specific area you want to focus on. So let's agree what that looks like at the start. I, I talked about at the initial start about the wonderful tool that I've been fortunate to get to use and to see with the, the number one executive coach in the world, John Matone. And, and he's, as I said, he's called it Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching or IL for short. I, I, I spent months researching how I could bring specific tools into my coaching business. After a few years of working people, you get to realize that this is going well. This Things are going good for people. People are getting results. But what more can I do to validate my work? So I spent a lot of time looking at various coaches around the world. And I wanted to bring in a tool to my business. I, I fell on John Matone. And as I said, he's worked with Steve Jobs. He's worked with a number of global CEOs who are doing some great things. And the tool that he uses, Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching, I've gone through myself and... Um, it's it's I'm not I don't want to go into it today because I, as I say I want to get him onto the podcast and I'm going to do my best to get him on but if I can't I'm going to probably share a, li a lot more into that tool um, of how clients are unleashing their potential um, and again one of his mandates one of his um, methodologies is is you know unleashing that person's full potential and and saying those that know me that's I'm I'm big on that and I just thought that match was made in heaven hence why I invested some time and time and money with John and getting up at midnight till three four o'clock in the morning to to go through things and it was it was so valuable so let's park that for now I'm going to do my best to get him on and um, if we can game on so watch this space it I think it'll be a very long podcast but today you know. Does executive coaching work for everyone? Powerful question. It's one hell of a question, actually. My gut feel is, and as I explain this more, if a person has no interest in being in that room, it's never, ever going to work. Sometimes executive coaching doesn't work. For example, an executive who doesn't want to be coach, who's being told to get into that room, do you think you're going to get the best from him or her? Nah, 
doesn't matter how good the coach is. So I think you as an individual need to come to terms and understand and appreciate what we or what I do as a coach and, and, and really wrap your arms around it. Yes, agree to disagree, but really go with it with your eyes, wo- uh, eyes wide open, not, I don't want to be here. What a waste of time. What a waste of money. Really important point to mention here, kids, is executive coaching can fall or can fail if between us there's a lack of clear and measurable goals at the start. If we haven't got those agreed things at the start, none of us are going to know where we're going, are we? The initial goals, I feel, need to be the ones that the client, you, 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 it's always about you, not me, what you want, what you're passionately wanting to kind of work on and look at. And if you're not really open to it, or as I call it, if you can't lay it all out on the table, then again, we may not work best together. It's got to be driven by you. The results will come to you and ultimately everyone else will benefit. So let's have a quick thought when coaching is used by an organisation as a last ditch effort for an executive who's who's failing short or, or needs saving. The whole point of coaching, I feel, has really been missed, hasn't it? If you're coming to a coach at the last minute, please fix him or her. Please help him or her. Please do da 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 I think we've missed the whole essence of coaching. So really think about that. When do you bring coaching into your organisation? How do you bring it in? And, and, and what what's the timing look like? Bring the coach in early, early on, and allow the results to work over time. Let's not go for things at the last minute. Results and recognising these. What do you see when you think about your company one year from today? I ask a question of my, my um, clients that come in. What do you think about your company one year from today? With one of your most promising executives having gone through this amazing, structured, deep look in the mirror with, with a qualified coach, maybe you see greater efficiencies coming back, less corporate politics coming back, clearer thinking, better communications, etc. Maybe you see the whole leadership group showing up to do their job with greater motivation and even more passion commitment than ever before boom now we're starting to rock the world aren't we we've got the whole leadership group turning up with a bit of motivation with a bit of drive with a bit of mana as we say here in New Zealand and really 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 wanting to push those things forward really wanting to leave a mark those are all brilliant thoughts but it is so important to develop those develop those goals and assess those goals right at the start of the engagement before we get too far into it. So work work with the coach to get those results at work or get the goals that are right for you. Take the time during those initial meetings and interviews. Don't try and rush through things. And remember, a coach isn't a quick fix. Really communicate all the way through. One thing I'm really big on and have worked on is if things aren't working, let's put it out there. If things aren't going to plan tell the coach or vice versa tell the client something i did recently and it it still it still shakes me a bit and those of you will know i'm um i i I don't want to let people down but i recently i walked away from three clients it's the first time since setting up working as a coach and now into the kind of executive space i decided i needed to walk away from three clients and i've never done that before um because my 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 core purpose, and I'll share that with people at another day. But my core purpose is to help everyone improve, 
So then I've just walked away from three clients. I felt crap for days. I felt that I've let myself down. I felt I'd let them down. And I, I just want to share why I walked away. And I shared with them why I was said, no, it's not going to work. My style of coaching wasn't the best for them. They were wanting to do coaching for all the wrong reasons. It was a buzzword. They'd seen others do it. They wanted to be like little Johnny next door. No, nah, that's not that's not working for me in my in my beautiful business. But I, I could also tell that through initial conversations, they didn't really want to be in the room. It could be me. It could be my 20-foot shipping container. It could be the dog barking out the background. I don't know, but they just didn't want to be in the room. They weren't they weren't present. And I said to the three of various stages, I said, look, it's not working for me, first and foremost, and I don't think it's going to work for you. So I think we part ways. But here's some other coaches that it may work. You may have a better sense of getting results with them. So yeah, I did feel really bad. I felt like I let a lot of things down and people down. But I know today, Friday, as we sit down and record this, it was totally the right thing to do as a coach. I needed to walk away because I wouldn't be doing the best by them. So find an executive coach who you want to work with, who you can trust, who you find inspiring and find a coach you can get into. And what I mean by that is really go deep with because I, yes, an individual exec comes and sits and works on a specific topic, but over six months, you know, family, you know what's going on in their lives. There's so much more going on that you see and you can resonate with somebody. I've seen a person walk into the office and you can tell with their eyes and their body language, they're not they're not on fire today. And that's a really good starting point. So, you know, get to know your coach that you want to work with, who you can really get into. And look for a coach who's got both the experience, has got the passion, has got the credentials and the skill set to help you. Don't just go and work with somebody who just wants to collect that paycheck. Remember that. Don't go and work with a coach who just wants to collect the paycheck. Not worth it. So that's part one. I've got a second part coming out in the next couple of weeks on on coaching. So this was part one. I wanted it to be around 30 minutes just to kind of give you a taste of executive coaching, a little bit about what I do at Rail Career Coaching, because a lot of people ask, well, not a lot. Many people ask an email and say, can I understand a bit more about what you do? So if you've got any questions on that or on this topic, feel free to email me, Nick at roundcareers.co.nz or give me a call New Zealand 021-375-630 I'm more than willing to share my time with anybody and see if I can be of help to you or help to your organisation I'd like to thank you all for taking the time to listening in today to part one of executive coaching I'd also like to thank the man himself John Matone up in the USA for all his insights his wisdom that he shared with me recently I can't thank you enough John and the family thank you so much so if your organization want to discuss my coaching approach then feel free to make contact with myself don't forget family if you want to join if you want to be part of this podcast community sounds rubbish but I'd love love you to be part of this journey as we go together onwards and upwards over the next 20 30 years um jump onto itunes you can subscribe free at the nick Rao podcast or for all those episodes that i talked about jump on my website roudcareers.co.nz you can find them all there go to your heart's content and as i said any questions just reach out through linkedin through social media 
Um, I'm developing a few platforms behind that to help people and, and maybe help build communities within communities. So that's a bit of work I'm working on as well. So finally, as we wrap up the week, wherever you are in the world, whatever you are doing, be safe, look after yourself and look after those you care about. I can't wait to see you all soon on the Nick Rout podcast. Take care.